Well, that didn't take long. Uh, this is Daniel from the Inscriber Digital Magazine, Dan Carvio, and it was only last night that I mentioned that Liz McMahon was coding WWE hostage unless he regained power, and lo and behold, he has now regained power while holding the company hostage. This WWE is now facing its nightmare scenario, but. To recap, last night I detailed and went over a Wall Street Journal article that obviously came out yesterday stating in a series of letters, and this is the letter replying after his initial letter asking to be to come back to the company and WWE essentially telling him to fuck off. Mr. McMahon has now forced his way back to power in WWE. The letter this today was revealed in the press release. I'll say first the letter from yesterday that pretty much said, I am, I'm elected myself, and two people I previously fired, Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. Two the board of WWE, which would require three people to resign. And, oh, by the way, I'm taking the company hostage because unless you put me back in power, I am not going to approve, as majority shareholder, I'm not going to approve any new TV rights deals or any potential sale of the company. Now, Today came up in that threat because earlier today, WWE filed a motion, filed paperwork with the government, the SEC, detailing that yes, Ms. McMahon has returned to the board of WWE along with Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. And it listed three other people that resigned as part of the board. Now, these were three. So far from what I'm seeing, it's actually been five. But it's detailing what it is. I'm going to read now what the part of the press release announcing that is going into it. See... Is it? Vince McMahon is back to the board. New findings has effectively Vince McMahon puts himself, Michelle Wilson, George Barrios on the board and removes independent directors Alan Wexler, Joe Allen, Leanda, sorry, Lyons Dillon, and Jeffrey Speed. Those were the first three. And these are the current board members. I'm going to mention the board members that are going to be in because two other people resigned as well. After this news. Now, remember, Vince only needed three to get back on the board and then two under resign 
Agnes Lahoud and Matin Singh. Which by the way, Matin Singh was also the person leading the investigation into the main reason why Vince McMahon retired last year, which was the hush money payments he made with affairs and sexual harassment accusations that came in. WWE has a board of, I think, 10 or 11 members. That's half the board that has now been either been vacated or replaced with loyalists from Vince McMahon. Now, the, the supposed intention that I mentioned last night, I'm going to mention again, the supposed intention that Vince McMahon had when He sent this letter appointing himself as majority shareholder to the board is saying like I just want to come back and help facilitate a sale I just want to come back because it's a prime opportunity to come in and do a sale that's Marathram that's how he tr- that's how he worded and that's what Wall Street has been reacting to the fact of WWE could potentially sell because companies sell, that just means more money being made. But anybody that has common sense will flat out tell you Bits is not gonna sell. This 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 is a move to retake power. Like I said, this is the nightmare scenario when it comes to WWE. What you have now is a company not only being openly held hostage, it's a company that it has to kind of bend to the will of a senile old man who only wants to control company. He only wants to control. After seeing that for the last six months, the company not only survived, but actually thrived with him not running day-to-day operations. This is... And now he has half the board in his favor, in his side. This is going to be very, very ugly, folks. Very, very ugly. Because I'm going to go, I'm going to go over the situation now again of what we're fa- what we're facing now with Vince being back in the power. Remember, he listed this. Him facilitating the sale, him facilitating the right, saying he should be the one doing it. Oh, which, by the way, the SEC fund also said that this man wrote into now the bylaws of WWE that, yeah, I am that 
all any potential new rights TV deals, potential sales has to have my personal approval. So, you say he's put himself into that area. Nobody that has paid attention to wrestling history for the past half century believes that Vince McMahon will actually sell the company and not be involved in power whatsoever. This is a move to retake the positions that he was forced to leave, which were CEO and head of chairman and head of creative in WWE. He's already pretty much guaranteed one because he's on the boards and now he's probably has enough votes where he's going to be put in as chairman. Which means, by the way, firing his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, as chairwoman. But here's this, this is where the situation that was put in and this is where the situation that WWE is now facing. When this broke last night, nobody was prepared for it. Not the corporate structure, not in production, not in actual employees, and not in the wrestlers, not in creative. Nobody was expecting this to happen. And now we're seeing it happen. Because nobody believes that Vince is just going to stop saying that. I'm, I'm, that nobody's going to stop saying, that, look, look, I'm just only here to facilitate a sale, to facilitate people. I'm only here that. I'm not going to pay attention. I'm not going to pay attention to the day to the operation. No, no. I'm just going to do this one thing and then I'm going to be on my merry way. Nobody believes that. Nobody. Because, like I said, if you, if you have known the history of Vince McMahon over the last half century, is that he is an egomaniac. He's a control freak. And he will do anything and everything if it means gaining and consolidating power to himself. You have to remember, this is the man who hates the fat, who hates sneezing because he can't control it. Whose only reason that he shaves is apparently because he told somebody in an interview once that he just he can't let the beard go, and that's why he shaves every day. Nobody really believes that he's just going to stop looking at it and just run to the cell. If he's going to look into the whole notion of, well, I'll take the argument of a YouTuber named Just Alex. I'm not going to use exactly his phrasing, but it's the mindset that he's correct that this is probably going to wind up happening. Vince is going to go and look at the look at the people that have come back since he retired 
and Paula said, you know, if we're facilitating sale, we kind of need do need to cut the fat a little bit. And these people may not be optimal in getting us to do the sale. And oh, by the way, if you disagree with me, well, then I guess we're not going to be talking to NBC Universal. We're not going to be talking to Fox when it comes to the new TV deal. Unless we release everybody that he, that was hired. Parker left. So we're now expecting mass releases to resume. And then they're like, no. I know I'm only paying attention to the sale. I'm only paying attention to this, but I'm seeing WrestleMania. It's not being hyped up enough. It's not being being brought up enough. I got a few ideas that I want to throw that maybe we should implement. And but if you disagree, then oh, I guess SmackDown will not be on Fox anymore or any other television network. And then ultimately. I know I'm only facilitating here. I know I'm only here helping out Sam. I'm only helping with TV rentals. But you know, Stephanie may not be doing the job that she's supposed to be doing as CEO. Nick Khan may not be doing the job that he's doing as co-CEO. And I don't see the optimal conditions in a sale with Paul Levesque, Triple H, running creative. So why don't I just, you know, take those positions back? And, and if you disagree with me, then I guess we're not going to be on television any longer. After 2023. That's what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. The only question is... How soon it'll happen. Alex gave it a year. I gave it a month. Hell, I put it on Twitter. I would not be surprised if Vince McMahon is in gorilla position tonight. On SmackDown. Because nobody believes that he's just going to stay there and just be there for the sale. He's going to get his hands on the CEO position. He's going to get his hands positioned on creative because he legitimately thinks that only he can run things. And if they don't let him run things, he's willing to kill the company. And hold the company hostage. That's what we're seeing today. Like I mentioned, the board, WWE, consisted of 10, I think 10 or 11 people. And now only, I think, only <laughs> not, yeah. Only eight or nine of those positions are filled. <laughs> and because of Jim's history, he's gonna he's gonna fill those two vacancies that now have with loyalists that will he'll have the votes to do whatever he wants to do. And what he's been trying to sell, what he's been trying to to, to sell to Wall Street. Is that. Only he can facilitate. 
a sale. Only he can negotiate these rights now. Wall Street in the business world has seen what six months of WWE without Vince McMahon running day-to-day operations look like. And they look strong. They have confidence in them. The bad part of it, though, is that a sale, one company acquired another, especially they overpay, will always be good in terms of Wall Street because it moves money around. It's a situation that happened with Twitter where we saw it. Elon Musk was forced to buy because he made an agreement and then tried to renege on it. He bought the company for $44 million when it was, I think, valued at $11 million. So he basically, he bought Twitter. He was forced to buy Twitter and quadrupled the cost of what of his value. And we've, we've seen the shit show that Twitter has been since then, not to mention Tesla. This situation is going to happen now with WWE because he's not made it perfectly clear. This man has not made it perfectly clear that he's going to railroad anybody and everyone that he needs to to regain his positions and damn anybody else who doesn't now. Or who tries to stop them. Now, on the like I mentioned, the business side, people have confidence in Stephanie McMahon. People have confidence in Nikon. People have confidence in Triple H. And they built up a lot of goodwill, a lot of good capital. That was all wasted right now in the last 24 hours because of Vince forcing his way back into power. And writing the bylaws in WWE in that manner that only he could decide the materials. Because think about it. Why, why would you negotiate now? Like I mentioned this last night. If you're if you're NBC Universal, sorry, if you're Comcast, if you're Fox, hell, if you're Netflix or Amazon, and you're just trying to see the gate into TV rights deals, why would you negotiate with Stephanie and Nikon? Why would you? But why would you sit on the table with them? Knowing full well that their word is not the final one. That Vince is the final word and the only reason it's the final word is because he's holding the company hostage. Dave Meltzer, actually, of the Silver Newsletter, he pointed out something where he said to them, like, yeah, Vince may be looking to sell, but, he, oh, but he's probably looking to sell in a manner where whoever buys WWE leaves him in charge in WWE so even if he does wind up selling WWE WWE will still not escape Vince McMahon they will still have to deal with him running the company and like I mentioned that requires being in control or negating control which is one of the reasons why I said he's never gonna sell 
this is him taking company hostage at a time where they're negotiating where they're gonna be negotiating various new deals and ultimately it'll do irreparable damage to WWE. Because now, let's look at how this affects it, because, like I mentioned, nobody was prepared for this. Yesterday, nobody was prepared for this news. And today, apparently, WWE had an all-hands meeting to discuss this news. WWE actually had to halt trading for, for like, I think, almost half hour. Because of this announcement. And because of that meeting, now people have to gauge to see what the situation is. Because no, nobody, nobody wanted this. Nobody wanted Vince McMahon back. The only four people, pop, no, I'll say, there were only four people. And I mentioned this on the last pod in the summer when I recorded this. And I mentioned this last night. There are only four people. In the entire world that want this man back in WWE and power WWE. Bruce Pritchard, Kevin Dunn, John Laurinaitis, and Tony Khan. The first three people, because they have been the stooges of Vince's stooges. And Tony Khan, because now he gains the boogie his boogeyman back that makes AEW the cool alternative promotion even though programming wise booking wise they're essentially the same thing and Tony Khan even though he's a nicer person about it he, he's the same type of control figure you mean because Vince is so they're really doesn't seem to be an alternative when it comes to when it comes to watching wrestling right now. But that this the scenario. You now have a situation where creatives that have been that have been being fixed from decades of rot under Vince McMahon now had now had to worry of, not a matter of, of when he's gonna step foot back into it and bring back the bad days again. I'll give you a good example in person Akira Tozawa cruiserweight guy good hand good wrestler but under Vince the last game before Triple H cover he was, he was a ninja because he was Asian. Guess what outfit he now has to probably put on now. He knows he's going to put on now with Vince back. He's going to have to put on the ninja outfit. You're going to have concepts that were terrible. Like the 24-7 title. Now you're going to see that back. 
I don't know how they're going to do it. Like they're going to bring the trash can out. Or they're going to bring a grand celebration again. But you're going to have that bullshit happen. Now again. You're going to have talent that are nowhere near ready to be in the main event. Like almost. Be put into the main event. And like I said, Vince's favorites will be put back into positions of strength in the company. And people that Vince didn't really like will now suddenly fall back at the wayside. Which would mean people like from Kevin Owens to Sami Zayn, they have been on one of the best runs of their careers when it comes to creative in WWE, especially Sami. I guess Sammy's gonna get kicked out of the bloodline in a goofy manner instead of a serious manner now. And he's gonna be chasing that 24 7 title whenever it comes to SmackDown. It's just. It, nobody wants it. And people have already learned out to various dirt sheets, to Sean Rossat, to other ones that saying, like, if he comes back to creative, I want out. I want out. Because this is, I think, the part that Vince underestimates in this coming back to the power. Everybody has tasted what life at WWE is with him out of power. And they like that concept. They like the fact that creatively they would have more freedom. The writers like the fact that they don't have to only write for an audience of one they can actually take and take the fans into the, the account he had a position specifically made for long-term storytelling somebody that can guide long-term stories wrestlers had more a little bit more freedom when they came to promos and were able to probably book matches them a little bit better without being micromanaged with Vince back and more than likely soon taking care of creative does very some writers not have to go back to the fact that they can expect their expect the scripts to be rewritten at least 10-15 times before the show and even during the show you can expect that script to be ripped up there have been various instances over the, over the last few years of WWE Rhythm Man has ripped up the script and had the show had to be written while it was on air. You have that. You have that going in. You now have to deal with sponsors who know that, like, hey, any deal that I'm working with, I have to agree with a guy that is still facing various accusations involving sexual harassment and hush money payments. Do I want my company now affiliated with this person as the decision maker? If you're a TV partner now, you're going into the effect of that same question. Do I want to deal with it? Now, Yes, you can probably say, well, all those deals that worked under Vince that did before, they worked again. He's had scandals. That's both true and bad. That's both true and false. True in the sense of the fact that, yes, 
Vince McMahon was on top of WWE while doing it. But he had he delegated that authority to other people. This is him not stepping full board saying like, no, I have to be the one to decide this. I have to be the one to prove everything. And that's only because he wants to consolidate power. He was doing it before the allegations started to come out. And now he's doing it again. And it's going to be an ugly process because the next big date that we're going to have to look at, I'm not looking at the Royal Rumble. I'm not looking at the Summer I'm I'm looking to whenever WWE announces their annual shareholders meeting. Because if you want to see an episode of Succession play out in public in the most vicious public manner, that's probably where you're going to see it. And it, and you're now facing the process where probably the only real, real way to stop him, to stop Vince from killing his own company is if Linda McMahon finally, officially declares a split official and files for divorce. Now, yes, that would put tremendous pressure on WWE as a whole, but I mentioned it. Vince coming back into power would do irreparable damage to WWE one way or another. We're seeing that now. Vince forcing his way to do things his way is ultimately going to lead to confidence being shaken in WWE. We have to take into the account that talent will not want if they're if they're not gonna be released they're gonna want to leave so there there could you're gonna see more walkouts like with Mercedes Monet did you're gonna see more of that and you're gonna see more still more questions raised about the sexual harassment allegations against Mr. McMahon and the government investigating how he used company funds to pay for those. Now, granted, the only, the main way he can es- Vince can escape that is if he if he does pull on Elon Musk and finds enough parties where he can buy out everybody else and take the company private again. But then, like I said, the damage is done. The damage is being done as we speak. Think about this. And I'm only going to point this out because it's hilarious that it came out. On the very day that Vince retakes power, like I said, Dave Meltzer also reports that we can confirm that CM Punk has been in communications with AEW management and has informed him that he wants to come back and conduct business. Keep in mind that after the whole brawl out scenario, people were thinking that he wanted that that Punk wanted to be bought out of his AEW contract 
to probably go try to attempt to go to WWE as soon as the Vince news. Nope. Punk's like, nope, I, I'm willing to work with you again, Tony Khan. I'm willing to do what I was supposed to do anyway. But it's just, it's insane. We are seeing the complete insanity of, a, of an old man holding his own company hostage. Not wanting to relinquish control and willing to do anything possible to take that in. And this is on, and like I mentioned, this is January 6th. This is the second anniversary of the insurrection on the Capitol. And yeah, the Capitol right now is still a shit show with the Republicans not even being able to pick a speaker. But it's only fitting that a mass anniversary, that insurrection, Vince McMahon conducted his own insurrection and is succeeding and likely will succeed fully, but at what cost? At what drastic cost is now WWE suffer as a whole because of this? Because I'll tell you right now, anybody that's saying, oh, AEW's going to gain, AEW's going to be number one, Tony Khan ain't nowhere near ready to fully take over as number one. Especially when he has the same traits as Vince McMahon. Only slightly more cocaine-filled than Vince. But you have a company that's no a company nowhere near ready. And an industry that's nowhere near ready to fully take in the glad wrestlers at the amount of money that they're going in. Japan isn't ready. Hell. Japan just barely reopened its borders to tourism from COVID. They're not ready for it. The European there's no almost no European scene because of WWE gutting the British the British Indian scene to create NXT UK. There's almost nowhere else now. The wrestling landscape is looks very, very bleak right now in North America. Because you have a company, the top company in the world, essentially having the sword of Damocles hanging over them. And the company that is the consensus number two being nowhere prepared to be number one. And almost everybody else is too small time to fully become big time. Like, do, do, do you expect GCW to take over as number one? MLW? Hell, do you expect Impact to get number one? Even though that company pretty much is the cockroach of the industry where you cannot kill it? <laughs> Nobody prepared for this. This will probably this can do irreparable damage not only to WWE but to the wrestling industry as a whole. And 
it's all because one man cannot stand being in not being in control. Um, we'll keep news as as we follow, folks. It is now, like I said, five p.m. Eastern at the time of recording this. For all we know, within the next hour or two, you get a you'll get the official press release that Mr. McMahon is will show up on SmackDown. And the bad days will af- will be officially back in WWE. Thank you for listening. Stay safe.